What's up, guys? Mitch Pelkey back again with another episode of Pelk Talk. Today, joined by Syracuse's starting goalie, Drake Porter. What's up, Drake? What's going on? Happy to be here. Where are you at right now? You, you your hometown? Uh, no, I'm actually uh, in Syri- right outside Syracuse at my girlfriend's house, Manlius, New York. I've uh, been here since the, the lockdown started. They've been nice enough to, uh, to house me, so it's been a good deal. There we go. Well, I can, uh, I can remember meeting you actually for the first time this past summer at Goalie Smith. you remember that at all? Uh, I was, I remember, we never like met like name wise, but I thought I like recognized you when you like messaged me. And then I was like, I, now that I remember it, you held a camera in my face and you're like, yeah, I want to, I gotta <laughs> how we do it at Goalie Smith? That clip. I had no clue what to say. <laughs> I've never been. I was, uh, Drake Porter, uh, goalie for Syracuse here. And uh, boys are hitting the ladders hard here, getting, getting the feet chopping. There you uh, go. Getting moving, get the blood flowing here. Real important for the rest of camp. You, you got know, a little merch too. Yeah, How you feeling about the got shirt? Got some merch. Can't complain. A little XL. Got to have a baggy. <laughs> a little, little lid too. A little dad A little, little swag. I like that. that. There you no, go. Definitely a nice care package when I showed up. Because <laughs> I was looking at the video and I was like, God. I was like, I know I filmed him somewhere. And then I was listening to um, the crease dive and, and you mentioned that you were, um, you were at the goalie Smith. I was like, oh, that's where it is. Yeah, dude, that was that's so funny. That, they like, they really did it up for that camp, man. That was unreal. You did a great job too in the video. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that was like my first time going to one. I mean, sick camp, like great idea. I mean, they had like 133 goalies there. Bro, it was wild. I've never seen so many goalies in my life. And, like, just walking around the dorms, like, it was definitely a goalie camp. Like, I've worked camps, yeah. but, like, kids were so weird, dude. <laughs> I was like, this is like, there's, like, too many goalies in one spot. Like, these kids are out of their minds. Yeah. All right, let's start from the beginning. You kind of remember the first time you picked up a stick. Like, when did you kind of get into lacrosse? Yeah, for me, it was really young. Uh, just growing up in Canada, my brother played. Uh, he was a big hockey player, but he played, he loved to play lacrosse in the summers because he saw that's what like Gretzky did when he like read a book about that. So that's how he got into it. And then, so when I was three years old, uh, they had, I can't even remember, I think it was called peanut lacrosse or something, box lacrosse. So I started playing from the time I was three and I played box from when I was three. And then I ended up quitting when I was seven because uh, I wanted to like pursue baseball. It was a stupid decision. Uh, and then I ended up picking that up like later on in middle school. But yeah, I started playing boxing like three years old had a stick in my hand did your did you, any of your parents play or is this kind of your brother uh my parents didn't play no they didn't really know much about uh lacrosse because my dad grew up like downtown toronto and it wasn't really big there when he was growing up but then it t- i found out like my great uncle um was like played in one of the original box leagues in canada uh like my yeah. grandma like found his stick in the basement and i was like oh no way like this is unreal i didn't think anyone else in my family played so when i found that out i was pretty stoked yeah, so you grew up playing box. When was kind of the first time you played field? Um, it was middle school. I went to a new school. Um, it was sort of like a prep school in Canada, and I saw the guys playing lacrosse. But like, I saw these like long sticks and stuff, and I literally didn't even know field lacrosse like existed because it had been a while since I even played the game. And I saw the helmets, and I was like, oh, like I played lacrosse before. Like, I need to get one of those helmets. Those things look sick. I got, I'm going to play lacrosse again. Like, I'm not going to play baseball for the school. I'm going to go, I'm going to play lacrosse because I want to wear this helmet. So that's what I ended up doing. That's sick. So you, so you said you grew up playing travel ball for edge, right? Yeah. And when did you start playing with them? Uh, so I started playing with them freshman year of high school. Um, okay. And I actually, originally I played um, 
I was on the B team. Like I, Edge was like a pretty elite travel team. And, you know, they, they launched like a, a second team that was more like developmental. And I didn't make the first team. Uh, a bunch of my buddies made the first team, which was, you know, definitely an ego check. So I played on the B <laughs> team for like that first entire freshman year. And then I finally made it to the A squad like the next year. Have you always been playing goalie? Actually, um, when I started for the middle school team, I played uh, like out in box uh, growing up. And then when I started with my middle school team, uh, I was playing, I played midfield and then I was the youngest kid in the team. I was a sixth grader. I played midfield. Defenseman got hurt. They put a pole in my hand and they're like, you're the youngest kid. Just play, play defense. And then the goalie got hurt and they're like, okay, you're hopping a net now. So then from the end of sixth grade on, I was a field goalie, just like process of elimination. Um, and then I just got like, I don't know, I liked it and I kept playing. I was like the only kid willing to play. Um, so I just, yeah, ever since then it's been goalie. So you just, you just liked it that much. I mean, goalies, like they all got that weird personality. You don't really seem like that though. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think a lot of people say I, I seem more normal and then the more you get to know me, you realize I'm kind of a weirdo. So I definitely have a little <laughs> bit of that like goalie, like freak personality, but, um, honestly it was like, I went in. I didn't really have much of a choice. They threw me in. I got hit with, like, three balls. And then they were like, oh, yeah, and you played unreal. Like, after I just, like, didn't even move. Like, they just hit me in the helmet, like, my arm. And I was like, oh, that hurt. And then they are like, yeah, they're a new goalie. Like, congrats. And I was like, great. Like, I guess I'll just work with this. Sweet, yeah. <laughs> what would you think – what would you say is the most overrated can Canadian thing? Is it, like, Tim Hortons, the ketchup chips? Because a lot of the Canadian boys on our team always talk about the ketchup chips, and I've personally never tried them. But what, what would you say? Uh, I mean, Tim Hortons, I can't say that's overrated because, like, I'm there every day in the summer when I'm okay. in Canada. But I, I – let me think. What's, like, a Canadian thing? Poutine. I think poutine's overrated because you can't really, like, have it that much. Like, it's not really, like, a food you can have regularly. And I don't even think, like – I've had good poutine, and I'm just like, okay, it's just, like, fries with gravy. Like, I don't think it's, like, revolutionary – but you'll hear Canadians like come down and they'll be like, Oh bro, like poutine, poutine. And I'm like, there's no way you even like it that much. Like no one in Canada likes it that much. It's just like this big show. So I don't, that's one thing I think is definitely overrated for sure. What would you say is something you miss being at Syracuse that you can't get because it's only in Canada? Ice caps, Tim Hortons ice caps. There's What's no that? Tim Hortons in Syracuse. It's like, so you know, Frappuccinos from like Starbucks. Yeah. It's like, it's like that, but it's like less sweet. And, like, it's for some reason, it just tastes completely different from Tim Hortons. Ice cappuccino. And, like, I probably in the summer, I have, like, a medium ice cap a day, at least, maybe okay. two. And, like, that's, like, so much of my bank account because they're, like, four bucks each. And like, I'll be spending, like, guaranteed four bucks a day just ice, <laughs> ice cap a day. Like, it's unreal. Like, there's one in Rochester. And, like, if we drive through Rochester for whatever reason, like, I got to go. I got to stop at Tim Hortons to get an ice cap. Like, it's, like, a must. It's a must. I love that. So then you attend IMG. Did you go there for four years or did you go to another high school? Uh, I went to St. Andrews in Canada for three years. Um, okay. Went to IMG. I was actually, I wasn't recruited at the time. So I was intending on doing IMG for two years, senior year and then a post-grad year. Um, and then that summer before I went to IMG, committed to Syracuse and they told me I didn't have to take a post-grad year. I could get the same scholarship money to just go right away. And uh, IMG wasn't too stoked about it because I think they wanted me for two. But I was two like, years, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely got to, you know, save my family a little money here and uh, I'll go after one. But, yeah, it was just one year at IMG, but it was really cool. You know, it was, it was a decision I made. It was A lot of it was recruiting at the time. 
but part of it too is I wanted to play like you know the best high schools I wanted to play against the Hill Academy and them just you know if I if I'm going to Syracuse like I gotta start seeing the best shots early did you did uh the Hill ever pop into your mind did you ever want to go there Actually, yeah, it was um, me and Kyle Hebert, who's now at Stony Brook. We were both the edge goalies, and we were both looking at, like, the prep school option for our, like, senior years. And he was like, okay, I think I'm going to go to the Hill. And I was like – and he was, like, always kind of the better goalie in our club team. And I was like, dude, I'm not going to the Hill to, like, sit behind this kid again. Like, I got to figure yeah. anything else out. So the Hill, like, t- I talked to him a bit, but I was like – we, me and Kyle kind of decided, like, okay, you're going to the Hill. I'll go to, like, IMG or, like, a prep school or something. I'm not sitting behind you. Yeah. What other prep schools were you looking at? Um, I talked to Avon Old Farms. That was like a big one. Uh, Trinity Pauling. But, you yeah. know, a lot of those schools, like, it was the same deal. Like, they had, they had goalies who had been starting for a couple of years who were committed to wherever. So, it's kind of like, at the time, I wasn't committed. Um, and then IMG really needed a goalie. And, you know, that, that worked out uh, financially. So, you know, that ended up being the spot I, uh, I chose. And I definitely don't regret it. You're in Florida. was pretty nice. Yeah, for sure. Was that, was that a big adjustment, kind of being away from home for the first time? Yeah, I mean, I never really saw myself as a guy to get homesick. Like, I always did away camps when I was a kid. I never really had a problem. Like, not that I don't love my family or anything. But then uh, there was definitely, like, going to IMG. I kind of, like, a couple weeks in, I started getting pretty homesick. Um, cause you know, it wasn't like I could drive or have my parents visit me. Like it was, it was an expensive flight away. So they would, yeah. they didn't even want me visiting like home too much. Um, so it was definitely an adjustment, but I think the guys there were at the time, you know, Tahoka, like Ben French and all those guys were so nice and like welcoming. And so after those couple of weeks, I ended up adjusting, but. So you said Tahoka, what was it like playing with him? And what was, what was he like off the field? Uh, Tohoku's like a, a pretty quiet guy. You know, I know he's got like a big, um, like social media presence and everything. And he's definitely like a, a big personality, but in sort of day-to-day life, like he's, he's just pretty chill. You know, he likes to, likes to sit around, likes to play video games. And, uh, and then on the field, you know, he, he's pretty creative and he, he definitely knows a lot about lacrosse too. And he's not afraid to, to let you know if, if you think he's, if he thinks you're doing something dumb. Uh, I remember that, like I would do stuff and then he'd be like, why are you doing that? You idiot and I'd be like oh okay sorry <laughs> so but no he was he was a beauty man he, he was definitely like he he had a he beat to his own drum or whatever whatever the phrase is he he did his own thing I always respected that about him yeah so you said back to the recruiting process you you played with edge throughout your high school career and that summer going into your senior year you committed to Cuse but playing with the edge mm-hmm. okay yeah so the uh I was like super late. Um, were you before, cause you're pretty young now. Were you before the early recruiting rules? Yeah. 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 So I committed my freshman year. Yeah. So like I was the same deal where all, you know, edge was like, we had a pretty sweet team at the time. You know, Justin was the first, actually the first commit on our team. I remember really? fun, fun, funny story about Justin, the Fogo is we all thought like we didn't know faceoff guys were valuable. And Justin, like, wasn't a great player, but he would, like, obviously win a lot of face-offs. Yeah. And we would make fun of him and be like, oh, you can't even play lacrosse. And then he's the <laughs> one who commits to Ohio State, and we're all just like, wait, what? Like, how did this happen? He's, the, he's one of the worst players on our team. Like, yeah. all he does is take face-offs. Turns out face-offs are pretty important. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, all those guys were getting picked up. And uh, I was, like, one of the last uncommitted kids on my team, uh, that edge team, which was pretty brutal. And then um, I, I, I didn't – I wasn't even sure if I was going to keep trying to get recruited 
I wasn't even sure if I wanted to play edge that summer before going to an IMG. I was like, I'll just play at IMG and someone wants me, they want me. And then I kind of like the last minute decided like, all right, I'm going to do one more summer. And then it worked out because that's when I picked up like all my offers. I had zero offers going into the summer. And then all of a sudden I had like four. So it worked out for me. I'm happy I did it. But, uh, but yeah, it was definitely, it was, a, it was very empty for me those first few years playing for edge. Yeah. I mean, speaking of Justin, have you ever seen that guy run? Oh he has God, the worst dude. running form ever, and we always it's, bust on him. Those like he's got like he's like bow legged, but like I, I don't like, understand how with the hands he's not, and like, the knees. A huge hockey player, and he's just like the most aggressive. Yeah. Like, oh my God, dude. funny kid. Just a rip kid. on Justin. <laughs> so during the recruiting process, what what were the other schools you were looking at? Um, yeah, so before that summer, uh, I was talking pretty seriously with uh, Colorado Mesa, who's a D2 school. Um, they had sort of seen me randomly. They saw my high school play, even though we weren't like a top high school. And then, um, so I was talking to them. I was close to committing, actually. And then it was, my first offer was Binghamton, um, and then Loyola, uh, and then Providence. And then because John Galloway was coaching Providence um as soon as I got that offer you know obviously John Gow is associated with Syracuse uh, the Syracuse coaches gave me the offer to uh to play for them um you know I guess kind of poached me from Galloway there uh but you know and those those were my those were my four offers I got and um it was tough because I knew I knew I wanted to play for Galloway he was a guy I looked up to forever but I I wasn't sure how long he was going to stick around there as an assistant and made the right call because he ended up at Jacksonville like a year later um and he even said to me on the phone when I committed to Syracuse he was like yeah man like if there's one school I can't be mad about you going to at Syracuse because I literally chose to go there so yeah best of luck that's good so then kind of coming towards the end of your high school career at IMG coming into Syracuse not being ranked did that ever bother you yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I definitely was paying attention to the rankings. Like, I knew exactly where I was. Um, I felt like me and my goalie partner, because we were both Canadian, and then there's uh, Kaylin Bullen, who played at Cornell. Um, he was another goalie in sort of our year, and none of us were ranked. And I always felt like Canadian goalies were, you know, they ranked the Canadian attackmen. And they ranked yeah. them really high, and obviously Justin got ranked pretty high. But, yeah. you know, they kind of just ignored the goalies. And I was like, we're really, I thought we were really good. And, you know, I definitely had that chip on my shoulder. And, um, like, going in, and I knew Syracuse. Like, I was going in with a bunch of ranked kids. So I knew I'd have to, like, work that much harder because the coaches are already going in. Like, oh, well, this kid's an All-American. Like, what are you – who are you type thing. So I knew I'd have to, like, prove it a little more, I guess. Yeah. So getting there to Cuse, uh that first fall, your freshman year, did it feel like home from the start? Yeah, I think so. I think like my grade especially was kind of a really tight knit group. Um, you know, we, we loved hanging out with each other. We're going to be like friends for life. Um, and then, you know, the upperclassmen, the fifth years were really welcoming and just, you know, in general, for me, Syracuse, it being so close to Canada, it, it really did feel like home. A lot of the, so many kids from upstate, the upstate kids are, you know, similar to Canadians, huge beauties. Uh, so, yeah. you know, I, I definitely loved it. Uh, I loved it from the start. Yeah. I never really thought about leaving even when I wasn't playing. Like I loved it. Yeah. So what was kind of that first aha movement moment, uh, your freshman fall kind of like realizing like I can't do this or, or this isn't high school ball. I got to step it up. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it was a, uh, I'm trying to remember, I think like one night me and my buddies were just like messing around and we played like Xbox and we we're just like messing around in the dorms until like, we pretty much stayed up all night. And then we like, we had morning lift at seven 30 and I had like running on three hours of sleep. And I'm just like, after like a big Xbox binge. And then I showed up just like so tired. And then I had to go through a day of classes cause it was like mandatory attendance. I couldn't skip even if I wanted to. And then I went to practice that afternoon and just got absolutely shredded because I was just so exhausted. And the coach was like, oh, Porter, like, what are you doing? Like, you know, late night, like all this stuff. And I was like, oh, my God. And then I was like, bro, it's not high school. Like, every practice matters. Like, I can't just show up and get shelled. Like, these guys yeah. are all ripping on me. Like, what's, what's going on? So I think that was the big moment of, like, I can't just mess around and, like, take a practice off and, like, suck for a day. Like, otherwise, like, it's just going to be, you know, people are going to remember that. So that was the big sort of moment for me of like, you know, you can't show up at 50% because you're going to get absolutely lit up by these yeah, guys. Yeah, I love that. So not really playing a lot your freshman and sophomore year. Do you think that really kind of helped you get to where you are today? Yeah, I, th I think I kind of took that as, you know, I was like so – not that I like, you know, was like bitter or anything with the coaching staff, like, but I was just so mad I wasn't on the field. Like I wanted to play so bad. And it was like all I thought about. And it was, I kind of pushed me to work, you know, harder than I'd ever worked in my life. I'd never really cared about the weight room. I never cared about that stuff before. Um, and I was just kind of was like, oh, I'm not a practice goalie. Like, oh, I don't really like shoot arounds. And then all of a sudden I was like, well, I need to get better, like fast if I want to play here. Cause you know, we have a lot of goalies and yeah. it's not like you get on the field easy. So yeah, that, I think it was good for me because it kind of forced me to work harder than I'd ever worked in my life. Cause I knew I would have to, if I want to get on the field. Yeah. What would you say you were most nervous for? Which college game? My first start um, against Colgate my junior year, I was, like, so nervous. I was like, oh, my God, like, here we are. Like, I finally got my, like, shot here after, like, two years of work. Like, if I blow this, like, like it's going to be absolutely brutal. So and we ended up losing that game. I played, like, pretty well not to, like, two mile horn. Not that it matters because we <laughs> lost, but. We lost against Colgate. And I remember I was like in my bedroom after I was like, my first, you know, nothing against Colgate, but like it's, you know, historically we always beat them and they were our opener. Yeah. It was supposed to be an easy win. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting in my bedroom after like, oh my God, my first start as a Syracuse goalie. And I'm the goalie who lost to Colgate. Like, what a, what a great start to my playing career here. Like, could be short lived. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So what, what's, what's the whole, what's the whole idea behind BBB on the throat guard and cleats? <laughs> The, uh, yeah, the, I, I, I get this question a lot and I never really know how to answer it, but, um, basically what happened was I was a big fan of like LaMelo, Lonzo and like the whole, when that like mania Grew happened up, that one summer, was. like, oh yeah. And like LeVar was like the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like the guy was just going on every talk show, like just like, talking nonsense. Crazy, and I was like crazy takes. It. Yeah, so I bought, like, uh, Chino Hills, like, LaMelo Ball jersey, and, like, I was just, like, all over. Like, I thought the, the whole thing was unreal. And then, you know, I was thinking about what I could put on my throat guard one day because I saw a lot of guys, like, had stuff written in tape on the throat guard, and I was like, damn, like, if I did it, like, I would want to do something kind of funny because, like, I'm a backup. Like, I could put, like, a little funny thing there. And then I realized, like, oh, my God, the big ball brand logo is, like, the perfect length. Yeah. So I put it on my throat guard. I drew it on. I mean, like, I'm – my – major is advertising so I have to draw a ton of logos for like my mock-ups so I, yeah, I was pretty good at it I made a pretty good logo and then like the whole team was like making fun of me for it and then when I took it off 
they made fun of me even more because they were like, oh, you're so soft. You couldn't even like keep the logo on. You got tripped a little yeah. bit. So I was like, all right, like I'll keep it on forever. And then I started like playing and I was getting all these messages. Like every team we play, I get tripped like, oh, big baller. And I'm like, dude, it's a joke. Like I swear. Like, Yeah, calm yeah. down, buddy. <laughs> yeah, so yeah it's a, what's now the, it's like what's a part the, of who I am. <laughs> yeah. You don't keep it forever now? I have to now. Yeah. I was like, and I actually thought, cause I didn't know, like, obviously if I was going to be back at Syracuse or if I was going to try to make a pro roster. And I was like, if I make a pro roster and like I'm playing pro cross, am I going to be allowed to have this on? Like, are they even yeah. like mad at me? Cause they're not a sponsor. Like until they, until someone shuts it down, I'll always have it on any helmet I wear. Guarantee Love that. that. <laughs> so, so what's the deal with the, with the chin strap, like the orange bulky football chin strap? Yeah, so I don't know if you can you see like, it on the camera here, yeah. but uh, that's it's not a style choice. It was actually oh, – okay. um, I was going to say. Yeah. No, <laughs> I don't think it looks that bad, but I, I hated it at first, but I kept cutting my chin because I'd get hit in the face with a ball. For some reason, the regular chin strap would, like, give me a cut there, so I had, like, a few scars. Um, and then, like, my trainer was like, you can't be wearing this chin strap anymore. Clearly, it's, like, it's not good for your chin, so we're going to get you a football on. And he put, I put it in and I was like, oh my God, bro. Like I, and I was a freshman, freshman fall. I'm like, this is such a nightmare. Like the whole team's making fun of me. I was like, dude, like this is brutal. Like I, I don't want to be wearing this anymore. And then like, I guess I got used to it. I, I don't know. I, I'm not huge on the look. I don't think it looks too bad, but like, yeah, no, not by choice. They made me do it. And they still make me do it. Yeah. That's like, um, that's like same with us. A kid on our team, uh, Jack Myers and attackman busted up his chin it's got to wear the, the same football one because it keeps it so it doesn't keep getting cut we always bust it on him now yeah <laughs> it's what, like what yeah you, dude what are your thoughts on uh chase's rap skills chase scanlon yeah dude you i think mean, he's got like, it because i was listening to a couple songs so like i remember he came in he came in hot and um someone made a joke because we were in placid it was my first time ever meeting him like face to face and someone made a joke about how he rapped and he was like oh you guys want to hear it and i heard it and i was like at first i was like laughing like oh like what like kid raps and then i started listening i was like actually not bad you know if he yeah. could like i don't know whatever lacrosse i guess stops for him you know if he dedicates some serious time you know he's got some potential there i, I see it I'm not a huge <laughs> rap guy but i definitely see it yeah there we go is he ever like freestyling around the locker room or no not too much he doesn't freestyle locker room the most i like he i've never heard him freestyle live he like he'll play his music sometimes but i've never heard him freestyle live okay so on april 16th you went to instagram and posted that you're not leaving you're coming back for that fifth year the ncaa gave uh the seniors was it was that a hard decision to be honest with you the only thing that was hard about it was how much we didn't know um for a while because like the ncaa came out with the statement, but then they said they weren't making a decision for months. So then there was a month where I was sort of in limbo and I had time to think. And then, you know, we didn't know how the funding was going to work. Are we going to be able to get scholarships? So that was when it was tough. It's like, am I willing to pay for this year? Um, and then finally it came out that we were getting scholarships. And as soon as that came out, it was like, okay, no brainer. I got to go back. Like, you know, this is, you know, I, I got robbed of this senior year where we were doing really well. I got to go back and, and try to, you know, do it again. And I think the Syracuse fans, you know, they, we owe them a championship and if we can give it to them, you know, that's something we got to do. So we, for all of us, I think it was a pretty easy call. What about did transferring ever come to your mind? No, that was never, to me, transferring was never really an option. That was like, I can't like, especially with how much Syracuse has given me and like 
how much I've enjoyed in my jersey, I couldn't see myself like wearing another college's jersey kind of no matter what. So I was thinking like I'm either going to go try to play professionally or I'm just going to um, like go back to Syracuse. Like there's really no option for transferring. I like I don't blame other guys for doing it, but just me personally, it was never really an option. Yeah. So like you said earlier, talking about John Galloway and now kind of being in the same conversation as him, how does that make you feel? You know, you said you looked up to him when you were young yeah. and now kind of being re- resembled to him. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I still wouldn't put myself in the same conversation as him, but I, I've definitely like, it, it's very cool being able to kind of live out, you know, it was always my goal was to do what he did, you know what I mean? Like, and I want to go coach after this because you know, I saw him coaching and I kind of like modeled out my, my little career after him because he was the first boy I ever really watched and, and looked up to. So to be able to, to play in a Syracuse uniform and play well, um and you know to even have people like mention you know us in the same sentence it means a lot to me and it's something that you know it's I can I can sometimes be a little bit too proud of I I don't want to be like too complacent or whatever but you know I'm definitely definitely proud of it and I think it's something that's really cool yeah so plans for next year have you thought about it yet you mean like after I graduate yeah I mean, I'm trying to coach. I definitely, like, I had a couple offers to be a graduate assistant um, when I thought, what before the season was going to end. Uh, and then, like, now it's everything kind of got thrown up in the air. But I'm definitely going to try to coach and definitely going to try to play professional across, you know, wherever I can, wherever I can get a shot. Um, and that's sort of my plan for after. You know, I really like coaching. It's something I'm passionate about. And, you know, if I could do that, that'd be awesome. Would you want to do both or, or is it kind of one or the other? I would definitely try to do both. Yeah. I think it's really doable. Like a bunch of pro guys do it. Like Galloway does it. So mm-hmm. I think like, and especially now I think programs really want, you know, professional lacrosse players because it can help with recruiting. You know, if a kid recognizes a guy from like a PLL or MLL game, like maybe they'll want to go to that school and play for him a little more. Yeah. Would you want to stay in division one or no? I'd be open to division three. I mean, I'm not really like, uh, you know, a division one elitist, so to speak, you know, if it's a good program and I think it's a good fit and I, especially for me, it's, I, I want to learn from a really good head coach and there's so many good head coaches at all divisions, you know, the Cortland head coach, for example, you know, he's a really, really strong guy, a lot of history there. And you know, that uh, program like that, I'd, I'd be happy to, but I mean, obviously the dream is to coach division one, you know, but um, I'd definitely be open to, to learning under, coach at one of the other two divisions it's kind of the end goal to be a head coach somewhere yeah I mean I think that's the end goal for sure um you know obviously <laughs> a lot of time and work between now and then but that that's definitely the goal okay and what's what I gotta ask what's the obsession with Mountain Dew it's like it's it's another thing that kind of started as a joke but like it really isn't a joke like I've been especially this quarantine I've been drinking like a Mountain Dew every day but like it just <laughs> I don't know what it is about it. It's always been my favorite soda. It's just, like, so good. I don't know. Like, we always joke around. It's like we have a, a few of us called the Dew Boys. Um, it's like Dew me, boys. Jacob Buttermore, uh, this kid Jake Nelson. And then we got a freshman this year in on it, Michael Page. And we, like, are always just sipping Dew. Like, I don't know what it is. It tastes delicious. They got all the flavors, so you can mix it up. Maybe a Code Red, a Voltage, Baja Blast here and there, you know. It's just you can't beat it. It's best soda around. Okay. And I was doing my research as well, and it says after every season you get a haircut. Is that just something you've always been doing? Yeah, I think it's just like I don't like cutting my hair mid-season. Like, I obviously want it long, and then um, at the end of the season it'll be so long, and I'm just like, I got to get it. I got to get it. 
looking at this cut. And I normally, I don't like getting my hair cut for whatever reason. I just hate sitting there. So I try to get a cut pretty short, like decently short, so that I can only get like one or two haircuts a year. That's normally the plan I, I roll off of. Okay. Okay. So kind of rolling to our last section here called quick talk. I'm going to hit you with a, with a, with a word or a phrase and kind of give me a, a quick response. Okay. Ready? See what I can do. Yeah. All right. First one, food. Grilled cheese. Okay. Fastest shot. Jared Newman. Biggest chirper. Tanner Cook. Okay. North Carolina. Okay. If not Syracuse, then. Denver. Okay. Mid-calves all the time or only on the field? All the time. Really? All the time. No matter really? what. Okay. Best my mid-calf tan memory. is off the charts. Uh, best college <laughs> memory, let me think. Duke overtime last year. Yep. Best teammate you've ever had? Uh, Jake Nelson, my best friend. Okay. Funniest guy on the team? Uh, Danny Varello, face-off guy. Who will turn out to be the best ball brother? Uh, LaMelo, easily. You think? I mean, dude, he's that – Lonzo's like – he doesn't have that, like, killer mentality. Like, LaMelo's, like, not afraid of anything. And then LiAngelo's like – <laughs> yeah, he blows. Yeah, he's the Kevin Jonas of those brothers. <laughs> um, Syracuse lacrosse. Uh, great. Okay. So you're 21 now. Where do you see yourself in five years? PLL All-Star. Okay. Offense or defensive coordinator. Division one. Okay. I like that. <laughs> Sweet. Well, Drake, I really, appreciate, I really appreciate you coming on here. Where can the fans find you at? Um, you know, you can find me at, uh, Drake Porter 33 on Instagram, Drake Porter 33 on Twitter. And I try to keep it updated. I do the best I can try to try to pump out that sweet content. You know, you know, the deal. Uh, that. yeah, that's, <laughs> that's where you can find me. So we'll get on YouTube, there. man. I got to get it going. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> we'll follow him there. And Drake, once again, I really appreciate coming on Pelk Talk. Yeah. Thank you, man. It's been a pleasure.